It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey everybody, happy Thursday to you all. My name is Jay Catch, host of Locked On Cougars, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, covering all things BYU for you each and every day. Thank you so much for taking the time to download the podcast today. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the show. Always can reach out to me on Twitter, on Facebook, etc. Had some people express concern that I was suggesting that people go to half of a game for BYU this Saturday when they take on McNeese State. Uh, if, if I if I I feel like I was misinterpreted when I said that, but I'm not going to tell people how to fan. There's there's no reason to do that. I will be there for the entire game. You don't have to worry about that. I have work responsibilities that require I stay after the game for hours afterwards with all the stuff I have to do that way. And I didn't mean to insinuate that fans should just go for the first half and then bail. I said if if that's something you want to do, you just want to enjoy part of the game, do it. But I'm not going to tell you how to fan. That's not my job here on this podcast. My, my job here on the podcast is to keep you updated on all things BYU. Of course, BYU, the 25th ranked team in the country, takes on FCS foe McNeese State, who is ranked 10th in their own division there in the football championship subdivision. So not your typical uh, cannon fodder in terms of an FCS team coming to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Kickoff set for 4 o'clock on Saturday there in Provo. Tickets are still available, so go out and enjoy the afternoon. This is the best weather of the year in September. It's a little bit cooler. You can kind of feel that fall crisp starting to settle in. Hopefully the fires that have been affecting southern Utah Valley will continue to push the smoke east versus north, and that way you can enjoy the afternoon out of the game. Uh, today's podcast lets you guys know what's going on. We're going to be talking a little bit about position changes at BYU. I uh, had a chance with some of the other local media members, Brandon Gurney and Darnell Dixon, I recall. Yesterday, we spoke with offensive lineman, freshman offensive lineman, Keanu Saleapaga, former defensive lineman who has been converted to being an offensive lineman and got the start at left guard against Wisconsin and acquitted himself quite well. We had a chance to catch up with him, get some thoughts on his background, also talk about his position change. He had some very interesting comments about how his position change came about and why he is so thankful about it and how impactful the coaching staff was at BYU in terms of helping him. You'll hear that interview in the second segment. Uh, In this first segment, we'll talk a little bit bit about the other position changes on the team. You'll hear from Keanu Saleapaga in the second segment and his interview in in its entirety 
where you can hear his comments about that. In the third segment, we're going to check in down at McNeese State, get some of the thoughts from the Cowboys, their coach and players, uh, and see how they're feeling about this game against BYU coming up. So there's your kind of your roadmap for the show. Talking position changes in this first segment. We'll come back, play an interview from Keanu Saliapaga. A little bit longer than I normally do here on the podcast because I was with other media members, but I thought Saliapaga was a great interview. He's a great quote. So we will play his interview in its entirety in the second segment and then catch up with the Cowboys of McNeese State in the third segment. All right, so I mentioned that you're here from Keanu Saliapaga in a moment, but here in this first segment, I wanted to talk about the fact that BYU, one thing that I believe this coaching staff can do to gain an advantage in terms of building a talent base to work with is to make position changes when they see a chance for a player to contribute significantly somewhere else. Ed Lamb, when the whole thing was going on during fall camp about the move from of Bo Hodge from quarterback to running back, he spoke to the media pretty frankly about how position changes came about. He said he had approached Bo in the offseason in January about making the move initially, continued to talk to Bo about it, and ultimately that decision was made and made permanent in spring ball. Other players that have moved positions for BYU recently include Austin Chambers, who I thought played actually quite well against Wisconsin. He was part of that very large contingent of BYU defensive tackles that was rotating in against the Badgers. He's a converted offensive lineman. He actually made a move in a similar time frame from the offensive to defensive line that Keanu Saliapaga did, and I think both moves have acquitted quite well for both players. I think the coaching staff at BYU can pat themselves on the back with those decisions because it's it's paid off. Bo Hodge, we haven't seen him on the field yet in large doses. We saw him a little bit against Cal. And here's hoping that we're able to see more from him. I know he was slowed by some lower leg issues, shin splints and the like in fall camp as he made the transition. So Health has been really the big bugaboo for Bo. Matt Hadley also made a move to running back. I, I'm That's the one move that's a little more curious for me because I thought Hadley was quite an adept linebacker, had, had played quite well, got injured, uh, gets the extra year of eligibility back, comes back to join the team, but they move him to running back, I think in an effort to bolster that position. But Squally Canada, Lupini Katoa, and then all of a sudden Riley Burt have all really emerged as the top three options for BYU. So my, my wonder about Matt Hadley itself is if he ultimately maybe makes a move back to linebacker at some point this season as he looks to finish out his senior year in style. I know he's been playing on special teams. He's been kind of the good soldier. He understands what his career has been, what it is. And I don't think he's upset necessarily about where he stands maybe he is and he's a good teammate and just a good soldier and keeping quiet about it but I think he's done a good job but this is a move I think in every college coaching staff tries to do it you try and recruit kids and you try and project when they get to your program in college three and four years later what they're going to be a lot of times you project at the position that they're playing at in high school. But the famous story with Jerry Hughes down at TCU, he was a star running back in high school in Texas. Gary Patterson recruits him to the Horned Frogs there in Fort Worth. He shows up on campus day one, and Gary Patterson points at the defensive end group and says, hey, Jerry, you're playing with the defensive ends. Jerry 
understandably upset after playing running back, calls his dad and says, Dad, they want me to play defensive end. And his dad said, well, why'd they say that? Well, they think I can go to the NFL. His dad's response, go, you're playing defensive end, son. Jerry Hughes has enjoyed quite the NFL career. He's been a great pass rusher. He terrorized BYU back in the mid, it was a 2008, that game that he just absolutely abused Donald uh, was it David Oswald, the offensive tackle for BYU? Donald Oswald? I believe David Oswald. But the point is, coaches that can project guys and also find other positions for guys are doing a benefit for both the program and these players themselves. I think BYU has got a great staff. Ed Lamb is kind of the top dog at this. He had to do many of these things when he was at Southern Utah. But Jeff Grimes, Ryan Pugh, I think Elisa Tuiaki. Every coach on this staff is looking at other players on the team that may not be getting time in other position groups and projecting, saying, could that kid potentially, let's say if he's a wide receiver, go over to Preston Hadley's safety group and be a star? There's a big question to be had there. And I think that BYU is on the right track with being open to moving guys to new positions and it's something they should continue to do. All right, so that's enough of my take on this. You'll hear from Keanu Saliapaga next about it. He'll break down why um, he believes that the, the decision by the offensive line coaching staff to get him to move from defensive line to offensive line was a brilliant move in his mind and one that he's very thankful for. So that's coming up next. A reminder real quick, though, that fantasy football is, of course, underway with the NFL season ongoing. And the fantasy and two fantasy football shows are here to help you on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injury news. And then Locked On Fantasy Football is now the Locked On Fantasy Football with experts. They have amazing guests every day. Monday has Tom Kessenick. Tuesdays with Eric Edholm. And then Wednesdays, Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lochner stop by. Check out that podcast. It'll help you out if you are a fantasy football player. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Hey guys, I want to take a minute and talk to you for a minute about my guys at MyBookie. I have a lot of questions asked of me each week, and a lot of times people ask me for advice in terms of who to wager on each week in sports. To be honest with you guys, I don't know who's going to win games a lot of the time. I stink at that. I won't lie. But if you think you know, go check out MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I recommend to you guys to check out MyBookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. The guys at MyBookie have been in business for years, they've got great reviews online, and their mobile site, best of all, is easy to use. They've got live in-game betting, you can do over-unders on fantasy points scored, and they also have the most rewarding player perks in the business. That's why I urge you guys to make your way to MyBookie, because if you win, they will pay. MyBookie is slammed with new bettors currently and wants to give everyone the best service possible. 
If you're willing to wait until after 7 p.m. Eastern time to deposit your money, they'll give you an additional $25 of free money to play with on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate this offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m. Eastern time, you can get that extra 25 bucks in free play by using the promo code ONCOLLEGE25. It's up to you guys, but I would wait until after dinner and take that extra money. You play, you win, you get paid. That's my bookie. Welcome back. This is Locked On Cougars. My name is Jay Catch, your BYU insider here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast as always. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you don't mind on the various podcatchers you're finding this podcast on. It helps with the popularity in terms of the organic reach on the networks, those algorithms that everybody uses in media today helps get the word out. And of course, what you guys have done to just spread the word about the podcast word of mouth wise and on social media as well has been absolutely phenomenal. So thank you for your support, but continue to do so. Love building this podcast. The audience grows each and every day. So thank you for taking the time. I mentioned before the break, talking with Keanu Saliapaga, so I'll get out of the way here. Here is BYU freshman offensive lineman left guard Keanu Saliapaga with me and some of the other media yesterday after practice at BYU. So your parents are a big fan of speed then, huh? Like Keanu Reeves, is that? Oh yeah, honestly, that's how I got named my oh, dad. Really? Yeah, my dad heard that name and he loved it. And he figured it was Hawaiian, so it kind of fit in. So. <laughs> so now that's a story. Yeah. Your, so you're your Hawaiian background or Tongan? No, or? I'm, I'm full Samoan. Full Samoan, okay. yeah. Okay. you got to forgive me. When, when I saw 61 in there, I had to do roster. Who, who's that guy? <laughs> you're not oh. a guy that, that we expected to see on the At least me. Maybe you guys are smarter than I am. Yeah, but, uh, no. Um, what's that journey been like? When was it presented to you? that they wanted you to switch? Um, so I first started in the beginning of the year around springtime when uh, Grimes and Pew approached me about switching over to the O-line. And I never stepped foot on the offense side. Like, I played t- a little tight in high school. But um, so I was kind of like, uh, it was kind of weird for me. And I just told him I wanted to uh, play my first year um, playing D-line. And then um, came fall camp and I was getting reps, uh, more reps. And I just honestly just, trusted the coaches they approached me one more time and and I just believed in them this time and I knew so close to season that it will it, it will help out the team a lot too so I was just I just wanted to do whatever for me to get on the field and, and help the team whatever I with whatever I can what were your first reps like playing offense uh, I was I was really nervous yeah I probably like sweated and, and breathed harder than you should <laughs> like I, I am right now but I was just in like panic mode just seeing um just seeing football from that side of the ball and uh, playing against the guys I used to play alongside with, it was uh, it was difficult. But at the same time, I knew that it was um, the best thing for me and the best thing for the team. So, what's it like blocking Kyrus Tonga for the first time? Oh, I I, I honestly love it because, like um, last week, it prepared me a lot for the you know the big D tackles, the three hundred forty pounders. So, um, I mean, I, I, all I know is he's going to make me better. So, 
How about making your first start against the number six team in the country? Oh, man, it was like I could never dream. Well, first of all, I could never dream because I never thought I would be on the offensive yeah. line. But, <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, like a dream come true, a blessing to me and my family. And, uh, yeah, it was a surprise to everybody. Like, who is that? Like, <laughs> who's this the only brown kid on the O-line this week? And <laughs> number 61, even Nebraska, they put a starting lineup and it was still – not me and I was like what <laughs> like yeah but it, it was just breathtaking like I couldn't have asked for more when did they let you know that you were gonna start so um they gave me uh the Sunday right after the Cal game coach Pugh texted me and said um for me to get ready they're gonna give me an opportunity to fight for the starting spot so it wasn't automatically you know I, I just got in they threw me in with the ones the whole week and uh they wanted me to keep my spot earn really earn earn my spot so I just had to um, earn my way up and uh, keep keep my spot first string. So yeah, it was, it was Sunday. Texted Monday. I was in with the ones. Grimes said you quitted yourself really well, but he said it was probably going to be your worst game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I, I was just so happy to to be a part of of the the offense that actually beat Wisconsin. But when I look back in film, I was like, oh my gosh, like I got a lot of work on still. What, what, oh, uh, when did you first enter the program, and, and can you take us through the process of getting to BYU? Yeah, so um, so I signed um, in 2016, graduated June 2016, and uh, there was a lot of paperwork issues with the uh, NCAA clearinghouse stuff like that. So I didn't get an opportunity to uh, actually be accepted until January 2017. So I came January 2017, enrolled, and uh, started winter. And um, NCAA rules, I had to register my, my, my first year. So then after I, I registered in my first year, I finally got the chance this year to prove myself and try to get on the field. And, and what's been where you've been like for you? Just, just... Oh, I love it here. Yeah, so I honestly, when um, I came on my visit, I came with my family. And uh, I honestly didn't like it. We didn't have the new weight room yet. We didn't have, like, the lounge, all the all the flashy stuff yet. So I was coming off the Colorado visit, and, and they just finished their facility. So me as being, like, a little 17-year-old, I was, like, just looking at all the flashy, the new uniforms and Pac-12, stuff like that. But then um, I sat down with my parents uh, right before signing day, and they advised me, like, they, they feel like this is the place for, uh, for me, for my family, and... Uh, I knew that every decision I made by myself on my own, it wasn't always the right one, so I just trusted my parents, and ever since I've been here, I've loved it. Who'd you have offers from? Uh, so I, I, I committed to USC, um, and I was committed for like eight months. And uh, two weeks before signing day, I decommitted. And uh, so it was kind of a crazy crazy process because I had two, two weeks to go on visits. But um, I, I had offers from USC, Arizona, Colorado, a lot of uh, Mountain West teams, a lot of West Coast teams, and uh, and late in um, right before uh, signing day, it was a lot of East Coast teams like Ole Miss and uh, and places like Syracuse and stuff like that. But I just knew, um, well, my parents knew that this would be the right place for me. Are you LDS? No. Okay. That's why I, that was another thing. I was coming here. I was nervous and like I don't know how the school would react for me coming here and stuff like that. But my parents told me just look at it. It's, it's just another another school, but just. They emphasize more religion, and that's what my family's about. And ever since I've been here, I just I, I love it here. What about your skill set? Do you feel lends itself to the offensive line? Um, I feel like I'm just blessed with the God-given ability. I, I I know many people wish they were my size with my arms, and you know, so uh, when they they gave me the opportunity, um, I just did my best, and yeah, I I don't I guess my work ethic carried over to offensive line, so uh, I'll say that. You're uh first game was against 
number 16 in the country. Now you're playing an FCS team. What are your thoughts going up against McNeese after last week's experience? Um, after last week's experience, I look back, like I said, and I realized, like, man, I, I got a lot of work to do. It was fun winning, but when I look back at the little things, I had, I had a lot to work on this week. So I'm just looking to get better this week. Um, worrying about this week only and, and the competition I'm going to go against and just trying to be the best me I can. So you played side by side with Kairos Tonga and then you ended up yeah. What's that like? Um, like I said, I love it. I know the whole, like even my first day going against the D-line, these are guys I, I played alongside the whole year until the season started. So I knew their mindset and their mindset is trying to get better every day. So I just took that to the other side. And I knew that he's he's like a high caliber player, so that's the best practice I could get. Does it validate for you? So these, you said the coaches approached you in spring about this, and they approached you again in fall camp. Does it validate in your mind the fact that these guys know what they're talking about? Oh yeah, what you've done. Yeah. At first, I think I was just being stubborn because I, I I was so scared. I th- I think that too. I was so scared to go on the other side of the ball because I played my whole life on the D line. So it was a little timid at first, but then uh, the second time they approached me, I kind of just like trusted them because they're coming from you know SEC, 25 years of coaching, and I, now I, I believe in everything uh, any of these coaches tell me. You know, I'm I'm still learning. So, so if these coaches were to go to another player on the team and say, "Hey, we want to switch your position," you'd be like, "Yeah, do it." Oh yeah, I'll do. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll yeah. They they tell me they advise a lot of uh, even scout players trying to convert them and stuff to mm-hmm. just bring them over, talk to me, and I just tell them the same thing. Just trusting these coaches, they know a lot more than us. They've been in the game a lot more than us, and yeah. There you go, BYU offensive lineman Keanu Saliapaga. He so the comment you heard uh, that. I believe as Brandon Gertie may have brought it up, the fact that Jeff Grimes made the comment that his performance against Wisconsin would be his worst performance as an offensive lineman because it was his first and he's only going to get better. We'll play that comment now for you. You can hear for yourself the comment from BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes about Keanu Saliapaga and his performance against Wisconsin. He's a guy that, that Coach Pugh and I have had our eyes on for a while and uh, always thought that he could be a really good offensive lineman. And so when we had the opportunity to, to move him over this fall, um, we were excited about that and immediately knew that he had great potential and knew that he would play. We just didn't know when it would be. But due to the work that he's done in practice, again, which is our proving ground, um, he earned the right to start this game and played played great for for a guy in that position at his age first time playing offense on that stage um really really proud of what he did and and it'll probably be the worst game he ever plays because he'll only get better from here there you go there's jeff grimes Keanu saliapaga understands the value of this move and you can tell he is very excited for it because this could mean big things for his potential future as a football player He's got the frame, the arm length, the athleticism. You said you heard him say it. I have God-given talent to play this position. BYU is a place he enjoys being at, despite being a non-LDS member or a non-member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I still struggle not using the LDS term because it's been around my entire life. But you can tell Keanu is enjoying his time in Provo. It's the right decision for him in his mind, and he's also thankful to this coaching staff for staying on him about making the move to offensive line. I am with Jeff Grimes. Keanu Saliapaga is going to pair with James Empey, Tristan Hodge, and Brady Christensen, 
and BYU's offensive line now has a core of three freshmen and then a sophomore that could start potentially the next close to 40 games plus together. That is absolutely massive, and they're already fairly good linemen at this point. That is critical for BYU if they want to be this power run team emulating what Wisconsin has done for years. Jeff Grimes is a master offensive line coach. He has his protege and Ryan Pugh working with the team. They have another guy, Dallas Reynolds, who is a graduate assistant who has spent time in the NFL. All of those guys know what they're talking about. So BYU BYU in their offensive line, it is set up for success, barring catastrophic injury for the foreseeable future. And that is an absolutely phenomenal development if you're a BYU fan. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back. Final segment. Talk about what the word out of McNeese State is ahead of this game against BYU on Saturday. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Cougars. Reminding you, though, that the Locked On Podcast Network is expanding with the College Show Network. This uh, Recently, they have added Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, Locked On Seminoles, and the Locked On Aggies podcast covering Texas A&M. Of course, they've already got shows covering the Oregon Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, Crimson and Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and of course, what you're listening to right here with the BYU Cougars and the Locked On Cougars podcast. Find your favorite college shows on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Word out of McNeese State next. You're listening to Locked On Cougars for Thursday, September 20th, 2018. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You guys have heard me talk about FanDuel a lot on this podcast over the past few weeks, but I can't recommend to you guys enough how much you guys should be checking out the Daily Fantasy and the other contests going on at FanDuel. I wanted to take a minute to talk to you guys about the new ways you can win money with FanDuel this season. I want to talk to you for a minute about Guru. It's a new tool that FanDuel has implemented that makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. Players can be confident you're putting the best team on the field with this tool. It's a responsive, wizard-like draft experience that makes recommendations and provides tips to you on your draft based on who you are picking. Helps you win money because you have a better lineup. Pretty simple there, right? Also want to talk to you about what you guys can do with Gridiron Pick'em. Users get to pick winning teams for all of the Sunday games. There's no spread you have to pick against. You just pick which team's going to win. And you get to split $10,000 with the other winners of this contest. It's not like a survivor pool. It's just one week. You pick the games and you can jump in anytime and play. I want you guys to head over to FanDuel.com and use the promo code Locked On when you get there. That's FanDuel.com slash Locked On. New Year's will get a $20 bonus when they make the first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me and everyone else at FanDuel.com using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON. Welcome back. You are Locked On Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering all things for you, BYU, each and every day. My name is Jay Catch. Thank you for taking the time to download the show. 
As we close things out today, I wanted to give you guys some comments from McNeese State. This is a proud program. They've beaten Nebraska. They've given Texas A&M a run for their money recently. Okay, maybe closer to 15 years ago. They've also taken on North Carolina and had chances to win multiple games over FBS opponents. The Cowboys don't doubt that they have the well, they don't have doubt that they have the talent to compete. It's just a matter of getting the breaks to get them a win. Uh, Lance Gidry, their head coach, this guy is a McNeese State guy through and through. He's left the program a few times to work at the FBS level, but he is back at McNeese State as the head coach. And I thought he had a very confident quote that he gave to the AmericanPress.com about this game against BYU. And I respect this quote. So here it is. Quote, I don't ever worry about getting our guys up to play. Our guys think they're going to win. They really do. We as coaches think we're going to win. We just we think we're just as good as coaches as anybody else, and our players think they're just as good of players as anybody else. Unquote. I respect that. His team will be ready to play against BYU, and BYU knows that they can't overlook it. Jeff Grimes spoke about this yesterday, and a lot of coaches would pawn it off, just pass the buck and say, yeah, we've talked to our guys about about these games and whatnot. But Jeff Grimes told the media yesterday, yeah, I have talked to I've, I've talked to our guys about this type of opponent and what to expect. I respect that. So here, here's the quote. I'll play it right now. I'll, I'll, let me pull the quote. We'll put it in here. This is from Jeff Grimes talking about what he expects from the Cowboys and from his players in terms of getting ready for this game and making sure they don't overlook McNeese State on Saturday. Well, I actually talked to our players about that on Monday and actually used that phrase. I think it's better to address it than pretend like it's not there. And um, I said, number one, it starts with who you are, who we are as individuals. And if you're the right kind of person who plays this game the right way, then you show up to work every single day regardless of who the opponent is. Um, Secondly, it's about the opponent that we're playing, and you should have respect for them because they do have a lot of good players. I went through the list of teams... um, FBS teams that they've played and either beaten or played very closely over the last 10 years and um, showed them their statistics. And then when you watch on film, it validates, I think, what I'm saying. And so first, it's about us being the right kind of competitors. Secondly, it's about having respect for your opponent, and we certainly do. Jeff Grimes is not planning on having a trap game scenario happen for BYU. Lance Gidry also told the AmericanPress.com they have a good football team. It was a quote. They're hot right now and they're not going to overlook us by any means. Coach Satake might be telling them what we did to Nebraska years back. He'll get his team ready to play us for sure. He understands that and you heard Jeff Grimes say that right there. His guys are going to be ready to go. It'll be a fun game. We'll do a more in-depth preview of McNeese State for you tomorrow. They've got a number of FBS transfers. We'll talk about that, let you know who those guys are. That'll be coming up on tomorrow's show. Thank you once again for downloading the show. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you don't mind. Also, share it with your friends. Let your friends know about this podcast. I enjoy doing it. I want all BYU fans to have this as an option for them in terms of getting all the BYU coverage that they can handle in terms of a podcast once again thanks for downloading us hope you guys are having a great day getting ready for another football weekend this is locked on cougars
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.